Hello, podcast listeners. You are now listening to the Coffee Health and Science Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan River, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. Before we get started, I urge you to share the Coffee Health and Science Podcast. Share the show with a coffee lover, with someone who's interested in alternative health, or just anyone because this show is awesome. Make sure you subscribe and give us a good rating and review. Thank you. Today, we have Dr. Coffee back on the line. How are you doing, my friend? It's another day above ground living the dream. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that today. I got my coffee. I'm extra caffeinated. And uh, yeah, we're going to wrap today. We've got an interesting subject, alternative uses for coffee. I'm very excited to see what kind of list you've cooked up, Steve. I've got some of my own. So why don't we just dive right into it? Cool. So before we dive into it, I want to mess up a brand and I want to give accolades to a brand. Oh, okay. Let's do do it. Absolutely. Okay. So, and the reason I want to do that is because it's part of my list of things you can do with coffee. Because one of the things you can do with coffee is add it to stuff. And we're going to go over that. But I've always been into espresso. Everybody knows Dr. Coffee loves espresso. Mm -hmm. And, um, in order to do espresso, to add things to it, I decided I wanted to try an espresso machine. Uh-huh. So if you get an espresso machine, you can get these reusable pods oh. that you can then put your purity coffee grinds into. Uh-huh. And, and in, fact, in fact, if anybody from purity is listening to our podcast, I think if anybody orders uh, uh, purity coffee and says, I have an espresso, we should be able to send them a reusable little pod. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, Nespresso really pulls a nice shot. It really has been giving me a nice shot. And oh, we're yeah? going to talk about things to do with those shots. And then I want to kill a brand. I thought that that was going to be, I thought, so you're liking the Nespresso is what you're saying. I am. Okay. I am. It's pulling a very nice shot and it's so easy to use. It hasn't replaced my big, big, uh, yeah, like jumbo pot, like Theodore Roosevelt style bathtub mug pot. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't replaced my big ass espresso maker. (laughs) Oh, I see. My, my Jura. But, but, um, it hasn't replaced that, but it pulls a nice shot and it's real helpful. It's real helpful for pulling quick shots when you're going to do uh, some of the things we're going to talk about. The one I want to kick to the curb uh-huh. is I've tried to do some cooking and baking using Keurig. Oh, and, really? And the taste is just not there. That's not what you want to use for some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Wow, that's fascinating. So out of a Keurig, what, what is the problem to you? The taste is not there, meaning it's too flat? It's not coming out strong enough? It's tastes like watered-down stuff. You're not getting a good, clean shot of uh, coffee from it. So I have, a, I have like an off-brand version of what you're talking about. It's just like a Cuisinart, but it's more uh-huh. similar to your the first one you said because it has two different options. It has a little K-cup holder, which you can put K-cups into, or it has a reloadable version with a steel mesh of that K-cup holder. So you can do either one. I can put my purity grounds in or I can put my purity K-cups in. Or if someone sends me a rando coffee that I got to try, throw that in there. Um, I'm happy with it, but it would make sense to me that these different builds, they have to produce different 
kinds and qualities and flavors and consistencies of coffee. They just have to because they're probably built out of different parts. You know what I mean? So I never really gave much consideration to like this brand really makes a good one and maybe this one doesn't. Yep, absolutely. Kicking Keurig to the curb and sticking with an espresso. And my uh, regular coffee maker and my uh, espresso coffee maker and my siphon coffee maker. Your eighteen hundred seven. Oh, I gotta, um, I gotta send you a picture, Doctor Coffee. Somebody sent me an antique crystal brand. Like I think, I think it was Crystal, the the ones who make the mason jars. I guess it's, it must be a really old company because it was a it was a hand coffee crank. That looked about 200 years old. I don't know how wow. old this thing was. I'll send you the picture. Um, but the, that coffee antique stuff is is really cool. It's, sorry, I digress. My ADD got the best of me. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Oh, so okay. So we just made some coffee, and you have some alternative uses for it. What are we doing with it today? Okay, so one of the things I do is I pull my couple of shots, and I add them to yogurt. And make coffee yogurt. That sounds good. I add them to cream cheese. Wow. And making coffee cream cheese for a bagel for breakfast is phenomenal. I would Just definitely try phenomenal. that. Now, with the yogurt, what kind of yogurt are you using to start with? Um, so there's a couple of brands we really like. Um and I'm going to forget the names of them. Well, like what Noosa, style? Noosa, Noosa is one. Huh. Well, you know, when it comes to what style, so the Greek yogurt seems to have much more protein in mm-hmm. it than regular yogurt. Oh, but yeah. whole milk yogurt is is as good as eating ice cream. Right. <laughs> right. So I will buy Noosa vanilla yogurt. And I'll add coffee to that. Ooh, how much? And two shots. Stir it up real well in the regular size Noosa container. One shot in those small little ones they've recently come out with. Um, you are insane. The, I love and it. And it's 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 just delicious. Put it back in the refrigerator. Let it all congeal, and the next morning you've got this coffee vanilla yogurt, which is phenomenal. Wow. And a similar thing with the cream cheese. You just shoot it into the whole container, you mix it up and then spread it on your bagels. Yep. Dang, man. That's two additional breakfast uses. Now that's using shots. Using whole bean, you know, the fine uh, grind, you add to smoothies. Ah, yes. Absolutely. Um, I, I will also add a shot to a smoothie, but the smoothie really does well if you're blending it all up with fine ground purity coffee in it. It's delicious. That's interesting. I spoke to a nutritionist for a totally different show. In fact, I think I was f- featuring on her show. She was talking about people who have trouble um, drinking coffee. And one of her solutions, because she's saying you should drink coffee, she understood the antioxidant, disease preventative qualities, all this stuff. And so she said, you know, a great way to get coffee into your diet if you just can't stand it, is to throw it in your smoothies, especially for those who are um, jittery. If you take it with like a lot of avocado in your smoothie, that healthy fat can kind of satiate you and balance you and, and offset that that caffeine charge 
um, or just using decaf, throwing it into your smoothie as a way to get it in. And now I know that's blasphemy to you, not including coffee in your diet, but that is a way for those who don't like coffee to actually get those health benefits. Right. You know, um, in the coffee book that I had produced, we have a couple of caveats of people who shouldn't have it. People with arrhythmias should not be drinking coffee. Mm. Uh, people who are pregnant should not be taking coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and kids under the age of five or six should not be taking coffee. You know, that's such a young age, but we have I think I had this discussion with you on the show. So many cultures feed their kids coffee at five or six. I wouldn't give my five-year-old daughter coffee, but we would see ill effects in the Argentinian people. I was talking to one of my close Argentinian friends and like, yeah, all the kids drink coffee. Like, what are you talking? She looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I personally would have no problem giving my own grandchildren coffee, but, um, that's that's, fascinating. That's not what the literature says. You know, it's just weird because that's not what society says either. Uh, but, but anyways, I digress. Um, fascinating stuff, man. And, and, and yeah, there are some people who truly shouldn't do it. If it's a taste thing, though, I like the smoothie hack. Yep. So let's talk about some other things you can do with coffee. Yes. You can use coffee as an enema. Oh, now, boy. Yeah, we got to Before everybody again. jumps out at me, there is enough in the literature to say don't do it. But I also know the alternative complementary lifestyle medicine doctors I do say do it. Uh-huh. Um, in the literature, there have been three deaths associated with coffee enemas. Wow, is that true? That's in the literature. Wow. How does that uh, happen, if you don't mind me asking, without getting too graphic? <laughs> well, I'm sure that it had to do with it being handled improperly. Sure. Um, coffee... When it bypasses the gut and goes in as an enema, really causes the um, bile secretions, the liver to contract, the liver to cleanse, according to uh, alternative medicine doctors. Um, but you have to be careful with how you do it because it, it it can cause rectal burns. Ah. Um, if you're sensitive to caffeine, then or if you take medication that um, interacts with caffeine, uh, then by putting it in as an enema, there's a serious problem. Yeah, um, it can cause na- nausea, can cause vomiting, uh, can cause bloating and cramping. Um, if done incorrectly, you could have a bowel perforation. Right. That's um, I guess that's where my my if, mind went. If you're yeah, if you're not um, sterilizing the equipment. Um, then you can get yourself an, an infection. So there are reasons not to do it. If you read the literature from the alternative medicine people, I mean, Gonzalez, may rest in peace, had his whole protocol for cancer patients right. and, and coffee enemas. So it's been done a lot. It's not like it's a brand new thing. Um, um, I guess so I shouldn't be surprised. It, I mean, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but three deaths, there's probably lots of people doing this. There's probably lots of people doing it improperly, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, obviously there are, there are dangers there, but there's real science backing up the benefits too. It, it's not just kind of relegated to 
to the alternative side. Isn't there a real science to show that the hemorrhoidal nerve absorbs all sorts of compounds much more effectively and efficiently? And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there, right? Yeah, I mean, there's really reasons to to do it. Linda Isaacs is a doctor who's um, written some really good articles on coffee enemas. So does Gonzalez. Um, and, you know, we're continually exposed to toxic chemical and pollutants. And a coffee enema is a way to help stimulate the liver to rid the body of these waste materials and pollutants. If anybody in, in your listening world is going to try this, they should get very well informed before they do it. Probably run the idea by their, um, by their doctor, naturopath, or chiropractor as to whether or not they're a candidate for doing it and do it properly. I know a lot of listeners who do it already and swear by it. Uh, and even guests yeah. on, uh, didn't come on this show, but the great Ben Greenfield, podcast titan, spoke to him on a different show swears by it, you know? And I mean, again, it's like you take a look at these individual cases and it's one thing, but I don't know, man. I, I'm definitely interested. And also, shout out to, um, oh my gosh, she's going to kill me for forgetting her name. Elaine from Creatrix. She's making some solutions for home coffee enemas. She, she's basically of the mind that it's just too complicated and there aren't the right tools. She's, a, she's an inventor of sorts. And so she's really trying to pioneer kind of normalizing this and making it safer and easier to do coffee enemas because she really believes in it. Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What else can we do with coffee? Um, th- those of you who eat meat, you can use it as a dry rub. I, you stole my – that was my big kicker to the end of this uh, uh, episode. I'm sorry. Well, t- you talk. Tell about it since I don't eat meat. I was going to say, you're not qualified to speak on this subject. So, no, I'm just kidding. I love I love your vegetarianism, but it's I am a meat eater. I'm a meat cooker more than a meat eater. Like I cook an amazing steak. Since I tried rubbing coffee on my steaks, I have not cooked a single steak without it. Uh, and this is coming from someone who used to just do a salt, pepper, and garlic rub. I believe that... If you're putting your steak in a liquid, you're already way off base and you should stop that. I believe that if you're adding more than a couple things, it's really just more about getting a nice salt and pepper base, uh, getting a little bit of garlic on there if you want, or some onion powder. That's it. I don't like oregano on my steak, Italian seasoning, any of that other stuff. When I first tried the fine grind, you got to do a nice fine grind to get a crust. And it's equal parts, I I believe. it's. uh, I do a half a tablespoon salt a half a tablespoon pepper, a full tablespoon of garlic powder, and a full tablespoon of ground coffee. And it's not what you, th- what you, what you might think because the coffee doesn't take over. It only complements the red meat. It's, it's just adds a kind of, um, subterranean layer, low, low end kind of flavor complement. And I, I am not joking. I have not eaten a single steak without putting coffee on it. It's just that good. I thought I was going to surprise you with that one, but uh, apparently you're hip to that already. Well, I'm hip to that because uh, Lisa, David, and the grandkids were down here, and David eats uh, steak. So we had uh, made him one. Lisa's my, you know, she's the real cook in the family, uh, incredible cook and baker, and um and so she had uh, done a rub for him. Nice. Was it a hit? It was a hit. I'm telling you, man. It was you, a man. big hit. It's a game changer. It is a total game changer. Cook it on high heat. Get that crust. You will thank me yeah. later. 
You know what else she made? Uh, my mom, Harriet, may she rest in peace, had the coffee cake recipe. Oh, God. And Lisa said, I'm going to make a coffee cake. And I looked at the ingredients, and guess what was missing? Coffee? Coffee. <laughs> so we we added some coffee instead of some of the liquid, and it was uh, it was Grandma Harriet on steroids. It was delicious. I cannot tell you how much I love coffee cake. Coffee cake and cinnamon rolls are my two favorite dessert pastries. I'd say. Yeah, I need cool. some of that Harriet's man. Need it. We'll have to make one up and send it to you. Um, those of you who are into. Um, the whole pot thing and um, are doing edibles, you add coffee to coffee grounds to your brownies. Oh, I love that you just shouted that out. I mean, there's like 30 <laughs> states now. There's a lot of people are doing it. Add the coffee to brownies. I love it. How much are you adding to these baked goods? You say you replace it with water. Obviously, you don't want to have it be all runny and ruin it. And how much coffee do you add to uh, the theoretical brownies or the coffee cake, let's say? Yeah, so in your brownie recipe, you add two tablespoons of gr- ground coffee. Oh, actual, damn. Okay, yeah. wow. You add, oh yeah, you don't don't use liquid for the brownie recipe. Oh, duh, okay, that makes more sense. A- anything that you're making that's a baked good where it has liquid that you can replace some liquid with. Sub it out. Um, you can do that, but anything that you want to have texture... You put in the gr- the grounds, like for the smoothies or for brownies, you want that kind of texture. You want that taste, that feel of the ground sitting on your tongue for a couple of minutes. Now, the things that we'll do with both grounds and with liquid is alcohol. Yes. Yeah, you gave us a couple of good holiday recipes. Yeah, but this is uh, these are straight. I made coffee bourbon. And coffee vodka. Oh, coffee vodka. That sounds good. I could see that. It was great. Well. It was wonderful. Wow. I like that. It gave me a headache. <laughs> not not the first half of the bottle, but the second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You always kill me, Dr. Coffee. I think, okay, do you have more to your list? I think I've got some that you're not going to get to. Um, your turn. Go. Okay, I have more on my go. list, but your turn. Okay, let me take a few shots here. Uh. Coffee grounds to exfoliate in the shower. Uh, you can use Excellent. coffee grounds. You can put together a body scrub. There's lots of great recipes online, or you can just literally rub it on your skin. Now, watch your pipes, of course. Be cognizant of that, but uh, it really does work. It's uh, magic on the skin. It increases blood flow as well, I read. So uh, you can mix it with water or coconut oil or just bam, scrub them right on, exfoliating skin. Now, I think you may have brought that up on an earlier episode, so a little bit of a cheat. Um, yeah, so so let me add to that. Please. What I've been doing lately with coffee is I've been getting bentonite clay. Oh, nice. And adding, and adding uh, two shots of espresso to bentonite clay, creating a paste, and putting that on as a uh, whatever, a face mask. Okay, so... Um, it really gets the bags from under your eyes. So. Oh, wow. I, I like that. I need that, man. It's, it's just I laugh because... None of these things on their own are that funny, but when you compile them all and you imagine Dr. Coffee's morning routine, it's just, there's humor in it. There's real humor there where coffee is involved in everything. So I hope that the listeners get a kick out of that too. 
I, I, somebody's got to videotape my morning because you know the coffee is my is my altar, <laughs> and everything in the morning is centered around the altar of coffee. It's the great bean, the great holy bean. Oh, speaking of right. altars, no altar would be complete without candles. Now, I uh, I like I like a good candle. I can appreciate a good candle in my household. You turn off the lights, you light a bunch of candles. It's nice. Someone gave me a candle once. They knew I liked coffee. They had mixed some coffee extract flavor and some finely ground uh, grounds into the coffee candle wax. And when you lit this thing, it smelled like coffee beans. It was the best. Shout out. You know who you are, the person who sent me that. Uh, that is a game changer. If you're into scented candles, look up scented coffee candle and you will thank me later once again. Nice. You like that one? A little bit. Out I of like that there. one. Of course, we've talked about also feeding your garden. Everyone knows that I grow my own vegetables. You throw some uh, coffee grounds as a top dress. It's a great source of nitrogen. So uh, it also repels pests like slugs from your garden. So that's all I got uh, that you didn't cover. My and my it enriches spot. your compost bin. So oh, good to compost. You should never throw out coffee. True. You should the coffee grinds should either go into a compost bin, or once a week you take the coffee grinds, you add water, you turn on your garbage disposal, and you pour it down the garbage disposal, and it'll clean out your garbage disposal will make it smell better and the grounds will sharpen the blades oh my god that's crazy okay it's good for garbage disposals did you read that where did you pick that one up that's nuts that's nuts uh, huh? I, I could tell you but then i'd have to kill you <laughs> you have to you have your sources you have your international <laughs> sources i'd heard it as an uh i heard it collects odor like you can use it uh, like we use baking soda in the fridge. So interesting. That makes sense that it would clean the stinky garbage. Well, it, collects, uh, it fixes odor in two other places too. It, you can use it as a, as a, uh, as a mouthwash and uh-huh. it gets rid of bad breath. Uh-huh. And you can also rub your hands with coffee. If you've been working with something that's left an odor on your hands, you can, uh, you can um, wash your hands with coffee and it'll get the smell out. I bet it would be good for getting off something real sticky too. If you have epoxy on your hand or some some super glue, I bet it would grind it right off. I like that. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it would. <laughs> I like that, man. Oh my god, this episode's turning into something magnificent. Did you have any more to round it out here? Yeah. So, how's winter treating you? Not great. How about you? <laughs> it's treating me great because it's sidewalks are perfectly safe because I don't use salt. Get out of here. I use leftover coffee grounds. Now, is that just for the grippage, or does it actually, like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's for the grippage. I love um, it. <laughs> and it's not toxic to your lawn like salt is. So oh, instead of using that chemical stuff, we, we use coffee grounds. That's genius. Of course, you have to take the shoes off before you walk into the house because uh, you'll leave coffee stains on your carpeting. <laughs> That's true. But still, I like that, man. No more of that blue rock salt all over the place yeah you're you're out of your mind dr coffee (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it what else you got that's it we're here at the end that's all and uh that's fine because it's been a solid long and very informative episode thank you dr coffee for this wonderful exploration 
Well, thank you for having me on. I always love being a guest on your show. And uh, tell the readers how they can hear it. Yeah, of course. You can, uh, of course, make sure you subscribe to the show, share the show. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on all the channels. Dr. Coffee, what are you up to? You have some big things in the work. I don't know if you want to tease what you have in the works or uh, next time we'll talk about it, but I know you're making some big moves. We will talk about it next time. (laughs) You see that? That's the mystery, my friend. All right, everybody, stay tuned. More Dr. Coffee coming at you. More coffee talk, more regenerative farming talk, all the stuff we love to talk on the Coffee Health and Science Podcast. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. 